is Today in History, January the 20th. On this day in 1649, King Charles I of England goes on trial and is accused of high treason, later being found guilty and executed. And on this day in 1936, Britain's King George V died after his physician injected the mortally ill monarch with morphine and cocaine to hasten his death. The king was succeeded by his eldest son, Edward VIII, who abdicated the throne 11 months later to marry American divorcee Wallace Simpson. Also on this day in 1973, years after he was known as The Killer, a rock and roll pioneer who released such rock standards as Great Balls of Fire and Breathless, Jerry Lee Lewis makes a name for himself in a very different musical genre, country. And on this day, in 1973, he caps off his road to country stardom with an appearance at the Grand Old Opera. I guess it's for the best. God, I just put in my last time. And on this day in 1980, bleachers at a bull ring in Columbia collapse, resulting in the deaths of 222 people. The collapse, the deadliest tragedy at a sporting event in Columbia's history, was the result of overcrowding and poor construction. In addition to the 222 spectators killed, hundreds more were injured. And despite the fact that bull rings were more closely regulated and inspected in the aftermath, a temporary bleachers in Honda, 60 miles southeast of Bogota, collapsed nine years later. And in in that incident, seven people died and 300 more were injured. Today, January the 20th, marks the inauguration of FDR, John F. Kennedy, Ronald Reagan, Richard Nixon, Barack Obama, and Donald Trump. And on this day in 1981, the Iran hostage crisis ends. Now, day one. Day one of Ronald Reagan's presidency and day one of freedom for 52 Americans. Though thousands of miles apart, these two historic events moved almost on parallel tracks today. The new president had not been in office an hour when the former hostages became free men and women again. And they are well along now on their trip to West Germany and eventually to home. Minutes after Ronald Reagan's inauguration as the 40th president of the United States, the 52 U.S. captives held at the U.S. Embassy in Tehran, Iran, are released, ending the 444-day Iran hostage crisis. The crisis began when militant Iranian students outraged that the U.S. government had allowed the ousted Shah of Iran to travel to New York City for medical treatment, seized the U.S. Embassy in Tehran. The Ayatollah Khomeini, Iran's political and religious leader, took over the hostage situation, refusing all appeals to release the hostages even after the U.N. Security Council demanded an end to the crisis in a unanimous vote. However, two weeks after the storming of the U.S. Embassy, the Ayatollah began to release all non-U.S. captives and all female and minority Americans, citing these groups among the people oppressed by the government of the United States. The remaining 52 captives remained at the mercy of the Ayatollah for the next 14 months. President Jimmy Carter was unable to diplomatically resolve the crisis, and on April the 24th, 1980, he ordered a disastrous rescue mission in which eight U.S. military personnel were killed and no hostages were rescued. Three months later, the former Shah died of cancer in Egypt, but the crisis continued. 
In November of 1980, Carter lost the presidential election to Ronald Reagan. And soon after, with the assistance of Algerian intermediaries, successful negotiations began between the United States and Iran. And on the day of Reagan's inauguration, the United States freed almost $8 billion in frozen Iranian assets and the hostages were released after 444 days. The next day, Jimmy Carter flew to West Germany to greet the Americans on their way home. Americans free at last in Iran, January the 20th, 1980, as the hostage crisis is over on this day in history.